following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, coming up this Sunday will be another of the emotional hot topics that you've been uh, working through and uh, explaining how we can deal with our emotions. In fact, how to handle your emotions is uh, another title of what you're doing there in this series, a Mm nine-part series. This week coming up on loneliness, uh, something that that uh, many people deal with, and, and um, uh, pro- we probably don't notice them because they're lonely, and uh, <laughs> you know they they uh, need uh, people to to reach out to them. And and, and so mm-hmm. you were just telling me a little bit ago that you um, wrote a particular piece of that uh, talk that you'll give that you're going to give at the end. So we get to peek in and see the end of the story <laughs> first. <laughs> so yeah, well, I, I, I did, did not have this. I thought, how shall I end? And I thought, oh, uh, so th- these are my words that I'll deliver. This is, by the way, of course, it's free uh, on Sunday late afternoon, 532 Seven, but this time it'll be on loneliness. Now, this is what I've, I'm going to conclude with. If you look around, you can find loneliness even where you least expect it. I once found loneliness in my ba- in my mailbox. Um, one night after midnight, it was after hope in the night. I noticed about 15 people, all dressed in black, going in and out of a house on my street. It was a house that had been for sale. And what concerned me was seeing this one guy wearing a satanic symbol, Mm. a pentagram. I thought, how odd. And I thought, no, how alarming. So thinking that the house was still vacant, I I called the police and explained I didn't know something unusual, wrong was going on, but in short, I learned that the house had indeed been sold. Uh, and so, okay, uh, I let it go. Then a month later, I walked uh, to the house um, uh, of my new neighbors to say welcome with four Fourth um, of July cupcakes <laughs> for this family of four. And I only had a brief chat with with two brothers, each in their early 20s. They thanked me, and I returned home. Now, a month passed after that, and I received a handwritten message in my mailbox, signed Edward, uh, asking if I would meet him. Yet the contents were very dark, despondent, uh, desperate. Immediately, I called the number at the bottom of the page, and when I spoke with Edward, I said, I'd be glad to meet with you. How about tonight? He said, I can't. I'm in California. And I was kind of stunned at that Mm -hmm. because it didn't sound like with the note he handed me. And uh, uh, He said, I left my letter to you at 5 this morning. But I will be coming back late Friday night. So that weekend, Edward walked to my home where we talked about the emptiness in his life and his lack of purpose. 
and his struggle with loneliness. He admitted the people in black were not his true friends. And ultimately, we talked about how to have a, a fresh start by allowing the Lord Jesus Christ to be his personal Lord and Savior. And indeed, he chose to give Christ control of his life. Then I introduced Edward to a dynamic church, and uh, this is where he uh, developed positive friendships in an active singles group. We met weekly until I felt he was launched. Well, going back to the first meeting together, I remember asking, what made you feel comfortable connecting with me? His answer was clear. You brought me a cupcake. That's all. I brought him a cupcake. How interesting. A single cupcake. And the Lord used something so simple as a cupcake to reach a lonely soul in need of a changed life through Christ. So just be aware. You never know what God will use. Just be aware you could have people all around you that you don't know that they are he he wanted to take his life. Well, instead, he gave his life to Christ. But the point is, there are people who've given up on life. And you may be used by God just through kindness, through um, helping someone. Just, just pray. Just say, Lord, if you want to use me, I'm willing. May I be aware that you have divine appointments with people. And I'm willing to be used even if I don't know what to do right now. I'm, I'm open. And just thank him for the opportunities he's going to give you to literally be a part of changing the lives of others. Edward, um, he now has an advanced degree uh, educationally and he is again in a wonderful church and he is in a, a small group of a Bible study. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our keys for living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their lives. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE. Uh, They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to help you to uh, understand God's hope through our resources. And I want to uh, give you the information, first of all, about the series that June was talking about as she'll be speaking on the topic of loneliness. How to Handle Your Emotions is the name of the series. And again, that's nine weeks. Uh, You're right in the middle of it. If you you start attending this week, it's over an 11-week period. You've got some time there, but each week covers a different topic, so one doesn't build off the other. And uh, this week is on loneliness. There is a Zoom option available. Uh, Of course, you can attend in person at First Baptist Church in Dallas, uh, 5.30 to 7 p.m. on Sundays. That's 5.30 to 7 Central Time. If you're uh, attending by by way of Zoom, you can uh, certainly do it that way as well. All of the information is there at hopefortheheart.org slash events, and uh, we hope that you'll be able to uh, attend that one way or the other, and uh, you'll get uh, a lot out of that. We want to uh, let you know about our Keys for Living on Loneliness as well. If you'd like the information there in printed form, you can get that through, through our customers' uh, support team at 800-488-HOPE. The Keys for Living called Loneliness, How to Be Alone But Not Lonely. And again, customer support is at 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Well, let's get to our caller for tonight, and we have listening on KKLA in California. We welcome Earl. Well, hello, Earl. Welcome to Hope. Hello, June. Good to talk with you. How can we help you? Yes, uh, you have to forgive me. I just had uh, the base of the implants put in my gum. I have some of them in my mouth, so my mouth is still a little bit raw. So it might be a little bit. Sometimes I might slur my speech a little bit, but I will talk. Well, you, I can hear you loud and clear. Oh, good. Thank, okay. Thank you. I, I've been listening to you for 23 years since I've been living um, here in the Green Hotel in Pasadena, California. My gracious, thanks every, a lot. Every, every Saturday <laughs> night, almost all, almost all the time. Huh. Uh, my, my, here's my question. Um, I I was in I went to college. I was a pre med student. I was trying to be a doctor, and I finished 68 hours of pre med. I was a science major. I finished courses like genetics and microbiology, uh, calculus, general biology, general chemistry, all these kind of science mm. courses. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but I was told during the summer a summer job of sales. I sold a biblical line door to door. 
down south in Birmingham, Alabama, in Frederick, Maryland, and I was hard sell, you know, kind of pressure sales. And I I had all these books out in the field. I was supposed to deliver them and collect the down payment for what I sold during the summer, and I had a nervous breakdown and accompanied by a mental breakdown. And oh I was goodness. put on government disability and, and, and declared in Gwanda State Hospital as a paranoid schizophrenic by a psychiatrist there. I don't know how true these diagnoses are. I don't, I don't know how accurate they are, but apparently mm. they're all medical diagnoses, you know. But I don't know how true they are. It could be some kind of label. I don't know. Maybe you know. And so I was, I've was. i been like that for years. And I'm wondering, ever since my diagnosis as a paranoid schizophrenic, I... I was able. To, it kind of didn't didn't hurt my 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 walk with the Lord, you know. Uh, I I got even stronger in my faith and more uh, faithful than I ever been in my life with this disability, a nervous breakdown. Mm. Uh, but now I'm wondering. I'm getting older. I'm 68 years old. In two years, I'll be 70, and I'm developing some physical handicaps and disabilities. Will that affect the uh, progress of my growth? In the Lord Jesus Christ, the image of Christ in the future, as I get older and older, will it affect that? Or will it hinder that? Or will it be like the, 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 medic, the mental diagnosis uh, and, and help, help me, actually? <laughs> it's so interesting that you ask that question. Okay, a, a physical challenge, a physical disability, many people have different kinds um, I just attended a a phenomenal celebration service, celebration of the life of Leroy Till, who was the minister of music uh, at the church when I, where I first came to Christ. Uh, I was uh, fifteen, sixteen. Um, there were a thousand people there, and yet, at if literally fifty years ago, he had a brain. I, I'm going to call it uh, uh, a aneurysm, or or a, a something occurred, which took m much of. He he had altered speech. He could not conduct anymore. But to think a. I was told a thousand some odd people were at this service. Uh, I was there, my brother, my two sisters, people flew in from and, and out of he, he because he invested in my life and the lives of so many people. I think it's I think Earl, it, it's like what what does God want you to do? To interact with people, um, you can have physical challenges. In fact, it's not unusual. As people age, they can have a complication here. They can have uh, a difficulty there, uh, whether it's heart or... I mean, it could be anything, actually. But the point is... It can cause, it can cause them to... To grow or rebel, you know, and I, I, my choice is to grow. That's right. See, that's healthy. I mean, that that, in fact, it gives you compassion in yes. the area where you have not had difficulty. I remember a number of years ago, um, I never thought I would have um, 
cancer because it, there was nothing on my mom's side. Didn't think about my dad's side. But the point is, uh, I remember right after 9-11, I was diagnosed with cancer, breast cancer. I had two two different kinds. And so here I am on radio, and I'm but I'm telling people what I'm learning as I go along. All of a sudden, here's a huge number of calls that I get people who had just had diagnosis of, of cancer, and some of them were scared to death, and I wasn't. Because, see, God already knows my last day. My friend, God knows your last day. And back, that's one of the that's most right. comforting things, because when I was with this doctor who was saying, you do have, let's see, the, the words were, you do have a malignancy, you will have to have a mastectomy, and you will lose your hair. And I thought, what does the hair have to do with this? But, uh, you know, and, I, and I'm sitting there on this table, and finally I think, well, God already knows my last day. I can't extend it. Even Job 14.5 says man's days are determined. He set the limit. You cannot exceed. And so I thought, okay, um, all the days ordained for me were written in his book before one of them came to be. That's uh, Psalm 139, verse 16. So, there's no, I, I don't need to be afraid. I'm just going, may I live my way, uh, may I live my life in a way that just reflects Jesus, reflects the, the love of Christ. And so that was my objective, and people, a few people said, even my brother, he said, June, are, 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 you, are you in touch with what, what you were diagnosed? I mean, you, he said, this is serious. I said, I'm very aware, yes, but I'm not, I'm not fearful uh, because God already knows my last day, and so I'm, I can't extend it, but I just want to be the person God wants me to be and make a difference and if there's any way to make a difference in others' lives. And uh, so your question is, yes, you're going, I hear loud and clear, okay, there's physical, there are physical challenges. But that doesn't mean that you are impaired to make a difference, meaning, in other words, a handicap of any kind uh, doesn't mean that you can't have an impact in people's lives that he leads you to be involved with. Um, and so I well, think... Well, that's a very good thing to, for me to know right now. Yeah, well, it's not... Uh, it's not rocket science. You just, I mean, as long as, in fact, there's a very interesting passage um, in regard to hope. Uh, see, a lot of people lose hope. They, yes. they, they, uh, well, hope is actually a guaranteed promise for those who uh, are authentic Christians. Um, it's literally any any promise that God has made to us, uh, we can act on that promise. And but that means you, it's helpful for you to know 
what are the promises of God. And the reason I'm saying that is um, there's huge hope for our hearts. And I'm not, not trying to be cute here. I'm doing a play on words. Oh, but, no, I, I, uh, yeah, so my, my point is, and I want to share this with you, um, that when we look at what God says, and you see, this is where this is where you are. You're asking important questions about your future. Well, um, I think the key here is not what I think, but it's what God has said, because He literally um, is our source. He's your source. Okay, Proverbs twenty three eighteen says, "There is surely." Okay. In 23, verse 18. Okay, I've got it. I've got it written down. Okay. There is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. Amen. You think, wow, that's pretty, that's very specific. And the reason it's important is because the Bible says also, anyone who is among the living has hope. Well, you're talking with me, I'm hearing you, and you're living, so anyone who is among the living has hope. So, isn't that great to know? And then when... Oh, it is great. It's, yeah. it, it provides a lot of what you're saying. gives me all kinds of hope. I will do this. A, a happy feeling I'm, inside. My, I'm I have this fear, I don't know if it's imaginary or not, but I, what I fear is a, a profound disability where you lose cognitive and physical skills that I have now, and it cripples me and disables me from getting where I want to be in my mind, in my mm-hmm. faith walk, in my spirit, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, because I think it's important. I'm going to send you our, what we call our keys, our keys for living on the topic of hope, so that you can see all that, uh, there are many truths these are promises that God gives in regard to you for yes. as long as you have breath. And, um, and for, for example, even um, in Psalm 119, the, the, this, you know, what is the source of hope? Well, the Bible says, you are my refuge and my shield. Your word is my source of hope. So that's why you want to be in the word of God to say, okay, God, teach me your truth. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as grief and loss, abuse and trauma, depression and suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. 
Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, and we want to thank you for your prayers and support of this ministry. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to uh, get some resources to you. Maybe they can point you to some free resources on our website at hopefortheheart.org, or they can help you to order whatever would be most helpful for you to get that into your hands pretty quickly and help you and help uh, someone else, if you uh, are working with somebody, talking with somebody with a situation going on in their life, and they could use some direction, some of our resources that we'd like to help them with that as well. So talk to customer support about that, and they'd be happy to do that. The number is 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. And if you would like to speak with June about something that's happening in your life, and uh, you'd like to get some insight on that, see what God's heart would be on what you're dealing with in your life, just call us and we'd be happy to schedule for an upcoming Hope in the Night program. And uh, that number is 800-917-800-NIGHT-17. So you'll call, leave a detailed message for us so we can get back to you and uh, schedule you for an upcoming Hope in the Night. That's 800-917-800-644-4817. Now back to our conversation with Earl. Well, Earl, I'm going to be very explicit about something that I just don't talk about. I had a half-brother who was paranoid schizophrenic, and I know that diagnosis. Um, uh, There there is... I'm not hearing... um, Right now, at least, uh, we haven't talked long, but uh, you are nothing like this uh, half-brother who, um, it was sad, but um, I thus far certainly haven't heard paranoia. Uh, Schizophrenic is, is, um, it's just, just, I, I did feel for him. Um, 
but he could not hold conversations like you and I have just had. Yes. So uh, I don't know what the diagnosis, I don't know the true diagnosis, and I'm sure that sometimes that people were sincere doing, uh, and, and I'm not trying to defy what you were told, but um, I like your outlook, and also God can intervene um, at times and people's Absolutely. lives are changed. So, you know, I... You know, I looked up the verse you gave me. Do not let your... Uh, there is surely a hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. Mm-hmm. That's what I have to remember, right? And the next verse says, <clears throat> 19 says, Listen, my son, and be wise, and keep your heart on the right path. Mm-hmm. No matter yeah. what happens. Yes, yes. Oh, excellent. Uh, yeah, in fact, um, there's a... Since we're talking about the Word of God, this literally—it's—it's it's not my words. It's—it's it's the Word of God that—that oh, yes. that is the truth. Uh, and in Job eleven verse eighteen, listen to this: You will be secure because there is hope, and you will look about you and take your rest in safety. I'm going to repeat that. That's Job 11, verse 18. You will, okay, you will be secure because there is hope. You will look about you and take your rest in safety. So I think if you were to look at, and I told you, we were, we're going to be sending you um, what we call our biblical counseling keys or the keys for living. And um, we subtitled this, The Anchor of Your Soul. Hope, the anchor of your soul. An anchor, let me me phrase it this way. What an anchor is to a ship, hope is to the soul. They both stabilize whatever needs to be held steady during the storms of life. And every Christian has been given a secure anchor in the person of Jesus Christ. And that's why it's important. The Bible says about Jesus, and this is referring to Jesus, we have this hope, an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. That's Hebrews 6, 19. Hebrews 6, 19. But I think, one, th- one of the things that you could find interesting is when we send you the keys for living, they, they, specifically, this is hope on hope. Um, we have a keys for living library. And um, my point is, if you could go through and just write out the scriptures, all the scriptures that have to do with hope. And there are Many, many scriptures. So, just to to just to clarify, uh, my friend, a lot of times we hear the word hope, and it I call it cultural hope, as opposed to Christian hope. A hope uh, that I call cultural hope is an optimistic desire that something would be fulfilled. Now. It, it, like if I were to say, well, 
you know, I hope one day you and I can meet. I mean, I can, I really can hope I that. I would love that. Well, you could go to dinner but, to get a steak dinner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would treat you. Uh, but this, yeah, this, this hope is not a guaranteed hope because it is subject to changeable people, changeable circumstances. But now let me tell you what Christian hope is. I'm, I'm calling it Christian hope is an optimistic assurance, not just a desire, but an optimistic assurance that something will be fulfilled. And this hope is guaranteed hope, not subject to change, but rather anchored in Christ, Jesus Christ, the, you know, God the Son, and, and, and it's anchored in every promise in the Word of God. So anything God has promised, then it's more than, you know, some people use the phrase, uh, you can take it to the bank. Well, a bank can fail. <laughs> but so, so what I can say is God cannot fail. Yeah, at right. all, ever, ever. But it's based on His promise. And there are times when we are promised certain things uh, in the Bible. And so what, what He promises, He will fulfill. Does that make sense? Yes, of course it does. Okay. And uh, what he promised he will fulfill, and it says here in the verse here, for there is surely a future hope for you, and your mm -hmm. hope will not be cut off. That's it. Uh, is this the promise you're talking about right here? That, that is one, of, words, one of the many, many, yeah. Yeah. Your hope will not be cut off. Yeah. Now, that means that, and so this will, what you're going to be receiving will be sometimes uh, how even like what is cultural hope versus Christian hope? What's the difference between the two? And like, you know, you know there are people who put their hope in education. And then, but what happens when there is a failure in regard to ed education? And... Um, a job that you think you have your hope in, something can change. And yeah. all of a sudden you lose a job. I remember right. years ago, um, there was a statistic. It was the second leading cause of suicide. And it was retired men. I thought yeah. that in that classification, because people... Many men will have their identity in their job, and what happens when no, they no longer have a job? Then they've just lost their identity. If they if they allow their identity to be in what they've done or what they're doing, but um, and people can be stunned. They'll think, "Oh, I would never have my job." Uh, the status of, of being employed taken away, well, sometimes that that can happen, but that's why you don't put your you don't put your faith in something that can be taken away from you. I learned that a long time ago. Never, uh, June. Ne can I please yes, sir. say something? Uh, I'm going to interrupt, but I also went to Bible school. I finished uh, a diploma in biblical counseling. Wow. I took, I 
took me out, and I got an A minus in my course, so I did pretty good. But you know, I never got an office job. On it. I wanted to get a little name on it in a church and have a little office there I could counsel people, but that never ha happened for me, you know. Mm. But mm. I was able to help people around me and I know uh, help them a little bit, you know. So right, you know, it's uh, the what you just said. Okay, it, you could see how you could have been used at a church, you know, in having an office there, but you saw that regardless, you were used by God to help people just around you. Yeah, my, my girlfriend. <laughs> so, yeah. What, what, are you, what are you grinning about? <laughs> well, she, she used to ask me questions. She said, well, David, you took counseling. Why can't you help me with it? I said, okay, I will. And I offered some, some advice or some counsel, and she said, oh, thank you. you know. oh, good. Good, good. So, um, what what is the disability that you're saying that you are going to have? You you, you indicate that there's yes, some kind I'll of handicap. Right now, I collect SSI supplemental security income from the United States uh, state of California for a, a mental and mental disability, which is my psychiatric diagnosis. I've been disabled, so. I get a check every month, and it helps me with my rent and my food. And I stay in an apartment here in the Reno Hotel in Pasadena, California. Mm -hmm. I've been mm -hmm. here 23 years here. Wow, okay. Well, what I hear is an attitude of you are willing to be used by God to encourage people. Yes, I am. Mm -hmm. You're an encourager. Thank you. And my goodness, do we ever need encouragement? And I'm I'm not talking about something superficial. Right. Um, I love to see encouragers. In fact, the Bible says you you'll like the scripture. I think it's First uh, Timothy five eleven. It's encourage one another and build each other up. Look at that. Yes. Encourage one another and build each other up. Notice it does not say discourage one another and tear each other down. And, yeah, that's you know, exactly what I have to remember. You know, I've, I've heard Christians say, well, just if you can make, make somebody's day a little happier, a little more joyful, then, then that's, what you, that's what you're for, you know. Make somebody's day better, bright, happier, you know. Sometimes, I'll tell you what can be effective, if you know somebody needs a particular scripture, then you can write it out or print it out or something and give it to them because you're giving them God's truth. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. 
When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually, they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God Himself, and He's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get back to our caller in a moment. If you have any questions about tonight's topics or any number of topics, we have over 100 keys for living that will help you to address your situation. Just give us a call. It's our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'd be happy to access the right resources for you. I want to recommend a couple of our keys for living. We have HOPE the anchor for your soul, and also the uh, keys for living on aging well. That is called Living Long and Finishing Strong. Those and many other titles are available by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. Also check out our website at hopefortheheart.org slash store. You can find lots of resources there as well. Our updated keys for living, they're being uh, re, um, rewritten and uh, updated as you as you go, so you'll have uh, new titles added there monthly. Also, the Lifeline to Hope online training, as well as June's many biblical resources and music CDs are there as well. It's all at hopefortheheart.org slash store. Back to our conversation now with Earl. Well, Earl, um, what is the genesis of you being concerned about, I'm going to say it this way, about uh, being used by God. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm hearing it's like you're concerned that something, as you get older, is going to be um, so limiting and in terms of being a handicap to keep you from being used yes. by God. I can explain that, June. Uh, I first thing I developed memory loss. I'm a year older, I've got memory loss, and I have, I've handicapped my legs, I use a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first two things, and these are, to me, I know about medicine, I was pre-med in college, so these things can only be the tip of the iceberg, you know, and so that's what I was wondering about, that's why I asked you the question, I wonder if further, uh, you know, that's why I asked about, so you answered my question, the Bible, the answer is the Word of God, the answer is your spirit, uh, doesn't have to be affected by 
physical and psychological things. The Spirit is independent of that. It's found in Christ, our salvation, our, our faith, and that is independent of what happens to your brain and things like that, you know, the spirit, of mind, the will, and the emotions. Mm-hmm. Well, as I think about uh, memory loss, you know, sometimes I'm thinking, now, wait a minute, why did I come to, into this room? But I've been doing that since I was in my 20s, so it's not new. But <laughs> then I'll I'll stand there and think, what was I, because I'm just, you know, oh, very oh, I interesting. Heard one, I heard one, this elderly lady was <laughs> okay. getting out of the bathroom. She forgot whether she was getting in or out of the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, um I have a sister who is uh, really, really quite bright, and she was explaining that this was an illustration that a doctor had used, that if you can imagine a bookshelf, and then there's a point at which you have so many books on the bookshelf that actually some will fall off because... It's so crowded on the bookshelf, and that there are things that will be um, will be to be crammed onto that one shelf, and uh, so at times some of our thoughts or our memories will, you know, f- fall off. And I thought that's an interesting uh, visual, um, but I. Uh, and sometimes I'll delay, and you know I have an uh, I have an assistant, so she'll finish the word for me or since finish the sentence for me because I keep trying to think what is that word. And but uh, I, word yeah, I, I, I'm going to say this. I had a friend jumping to conclusions. I, well, it, it's more like I I uh, I, w- I would think about something, I, but I couldn't get the word out. I remember one time I was thinking about airplane. I was making a sentence, and I said, Steve, would you help me? Because he was a pediatric neurologist. I said, I can think, I can picture the airplane. I can think the word airplane, but I can't. No, no, but but, but I, I can't get the word to, to come. And he said, your brain is just short circus. This is when I was probably 20... Maybe, maybe maybe 30 and uh, that was a long time ago so my point is he said you're if you're, you're you're picturing it and he said what happens is your brain now is searching and will go like different circuits and then eventually you'll get there it may be the next day I mean, I've I've thought about something I think what is that word why am I I can't bring it up and then all of a sudden uh, it can be you know an, a couple hours later all of a sudden it pops into my my mind or it could be the next day and I'll think you know why didn't I remember that yesterday but I all I can tell you is um I've I've had many conversations with my friend Steve Linder, who was helping me. You know, I would say, but what? Why can't I come up with the word? I can picture it physically in my mind. But um, he said, "Well, don't worry. This is going to be part of the package. 
for many, many people. And so, you know, we won't be able to do all the things that we once were able to do and just say, well, Lord, um, enable me to do what I can and um, I will seek to be responsible with how I'm living my life. Obviously, uh, being on a s certain drugs, and I'm talking about, well, I can think of all kinds of drugs that are illicit drugs that only do damage. So, you know, just do, just say, Lord, I'm yours. I give myself to you. Whatever you want me to do, that is what I'm willing to do. And I yield my will to your will. And right. you know, that's that's all he's wanting is for us to give ourselves to him. You know, now I try to eat certain things. Do, do you I know what explain, the... explain to yeah. my salvation. Uh, okay. I was eight years old. I was at my grandmother's house in Morristown, New uh -huh. Jersey, and I woke up in my room at 6 o'clock in the morning and said, Jesus, I, I want to believe in believe you. I want to be a Christian. And I walked mm. into my dad's bedroom, and we kneeled down and prayed this all the way through the sinner's prayer. I, the reason I know I'm, I'm born again, uh, June, I was saved, mm -hmm. is because my world was a child's world. It was kind of like a playful world. It became more real, and that day we took a trip across the country from New Jersey to Washington, D.C., Mm. Uh, so it was. I knew. I knew if something happened. But, uh, there was kind of a revelation of glory. So you're not talking to someone who doesn't know that he's a Christian or know that he's he's been has mm. new life. You know. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that in you. Well, you yeah. know that. Well, uh, that is huge because uh, many people uh. they have never actually humbled their hearts and receive Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. And so, I, have. Um, I hear that. I hear it. And I, I have. I have. That's wonderful. I have difficulties, but yet I, I know that I am, and I persevered and endured to this point in my life from eight years old. I know I've been knowing Jesus all this time. Mm -hmm. I had a dream about Jesus. You know, he appeared to me in a dream. He said, I know you. He was dressed <laughs> in a white robe with long blonde hair. He had a smile on his face. He said, I know you. Wow. Wow. Yeah, a big smile on his face. <laughs> well, the help, the the thing that you'll have a privilege of doing is helping others have that assurance, and yes. don't assure them when it that because you don't know, but you can present it and say, "Is it possible that the Lord wants you to humble your heart and receive Jesus?" as your personal yes. Lord and Savior, giving Him control of your life, and they'll tell you either yes or no. And for those... What my, what my big mm -hmm. Mexican friend did, he used to go down the street and say, have you received Jesus Christ into your heart yet? That's what he used to say on the street to random people on the street. And I, I developed that and tried to do that. But your way is that way you, you just said it's a lot better than that. <laughs> you know, it's more of a... Well, what I like to do is communicate that the Bible is clear. Um, he loves us. The, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever would believe in him, and the word believe isn't just mental assent, it's to rely upon, to in, you entrust your life 
to the Lord and uh, to, to give Jesus control of your life. And then the point is uh, to realize that, okay, we've all blown it. We've all sinned. Oh. We've all chosen wrong, every one of us. No exception to that rule. Mm. Well, no one is. And based on the authority of the Word of God, all we like sheep have gone astray. Each one of us right. has turned to our own way. But the Lord laid on him, and that's really referring to Jesus, the sin of us right. all. And so uh, I just ask people, has there ever been a time in your life where you know you humbled your heart and received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? Or is that something you're wanting to do? And I can't tell you how now, many... Do you pose both those questions or at the same, after, one after the I, other, or one, one I, at a, I, only one I of do, those? I do both consecutively. Yeah, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Has there been a time in your life where you know you humbled your heart and received Jesus as your personal Has Lord and Savior? Has there been a time Savior? in your life when you know you humbled your heart and received Jesus Christ as your as Savior you, and Lord? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. Okay. And and then, um, and I explained the word Lord means master, ruler, owner. It's giving him ownership of your life. Uh, and so... Because that's the key. See, you can believe that Jesus walked on the earth. You can know that he did miracles. But the enemy of God knows all that. That doesn't make the enemy of God, who is Satan. The word Satan yeah. means adversary. It's a Hebrew right. word. And so the issue is we have the privilege of helping people. And that they say, well, I would like to do that. No, I haven't done it, but I would like to. Then to lead them in a prayer of, God, I know I've chosen wrong, which we've all done. I ask you to forgive me for my sin. Uh, Lord Jesus, I'm asking you to be my personal Lord and Savior. I'm giving you control of my life. Make me the person you created me to be. In your holy name I pray. Amen. And with that humbled heart, people can come into a life-changing relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And my friend, I think you can help people. Uh, and there will be people who will be in heaven because of you. And I, I really believe that. I can tell that you have a heart to help people spiritually. And so, I've, thank, I've been thank at witnessing for absolute years. I've been doing all my adult life. Mm. I've, been, I've been in evangelism groups on the streets of L.A. and Skid Row. We've been down there giving out clothes and water. Mm. Well, may God bless you. I'll be sending you our material on aging well. We will send those resources, our Keys for Living called Hope, the Anchor for Your Soul. Also, Aging Well, Living Long, and Finishing Strong. We'll send that out to tonight's caller. We do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. And if you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate. We thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. 
Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.